It's a top selector. Due to some violent content, parental discretion is advised. I know you're gonna dig this. Yeah. 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 Chrome hearts at the Caesar's Palace. I was a sneaker savage, undefeated baggage. K-Bar, you can be established. And it's Monday. It's a little after 6 p.m. So that means one thing and one thing only. You got to be tuning in to Mano a Mano Live with my brethren, K.O. Kenny, the real K.O. Kenny. What's good, fam? And complain. You know, coming live from New York. We ready with the good energy and the good factual smack. Let's get it. 100 percent kenny so uh you know we didn't spend too much time uh talking about stuff before the show today oftentimes we do get to chat a little bit before the show we didn't do that today so i'm gonna start off kenny i'm let you lead the way and tell me when it comes to this past weekend which fight were you looking forward to the most and then we'll get right into talking about that fight go for it well, the fight I was looking forward to the most was actually uh, uh, Benavides and Lemieux, but but it turned out being another fight that was fireworks. There was another fight that was just popping. It was just great. It was amazing. Lots of action, unexpected things. But we, but let's go into Lemieux and before okay, we go into Boxy. Looking forward to the most. So we had David Lemieux out of Montreal, Quebec. All right, uh, raised up by the legendary, at least in my eyes, Mr. Russ Anber, okay, uh, achieved a great level of success as a middleweight. Kenny, you saw him live with me. We saw him uh, literally put to sleep uh, Curtis Stevens right in front of our very eyes. Tremendous power puncher. But going into this fight, Kenny, I always felt that an undersized middleweight was going to be way too small for a very big super middleweight in David Benavidez Jr. Tell me about your thoughts of the fight going into the fight, and we'll talk about what actually happened in the ring. Go for it. Sounds good. Look, going into the fight, I thought that uh, – I definitely thought David Benavidez was going to win this fight uh, pretty much at any point that he wanted to, but I didn't think he was going to win the fight so early and so easily. Uh, um I thought that Lemieux was going to come in and, and land a couple good power shots, which he did. I thought he would buzz Benavidez, though, which he did not. Uh, because, you know, he did buzz. He's buzzed almost every one of his last opponents. And, and David Benavidez got buzzed last time by Karan Davis or whatever his name is. Uh, um, so Karan Davis, Karan Davis. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. yeah, so he got buzzed in that fight. I expected uh, um, Lemieux to come and buzz him in this fight. And Lemieux didn't buzz him. He tried very hard. He did land some good punches, but it look, his chin just was not there. His chin was not there. But yeah, go ahead, go ahead, man. Let's let's let, let's let's talk about how, no. how, how it went down, bro. Well, I mean, look, first of all, I give David Benavidez props for like taking the fight and stepping up and trying to win that WBC 168-pound interim title, but he was definitely overmatched, okay. Uh I spoke uh face to face with Russ Amber at Madison Square Garden the videos up on this channel if anyone wants to have a look and he said look he was honest about it russ amber obviously being uh, again the legendary corner man out of montreal that raised up pretty much uh david lemieux in the sport of boxing he was clear it was going to be a difficult fight and i think it was always going to be kind of that puncher's chance fight which literally means the guy doesn't really have a shot um 
very short arms, very short reach, uh, was always going to be difficult to get inside on the, uh, David Benavides. But the difficulty for him fighting a David Benavides is that David Benavides is a tall guy, but he does not mind uh, banging and mixing it up on the inside. Um, and if you can't beat a guy from the outside and then he's able to bully you on the inside because he's taller and he's also a great inside fighter, I mean, the dude literally had no shot. What I do want to give him tremendous credit for is the combative spirit and the tenacity and the willingness not to just lay down, but to give it everything he had in the ring. David Lemieux left everything he had in the ring last night. I mean, Saturday night. There wasn't anything more he could have done, but he just was overpowered uh, and literally bullied by David Benavides. That's how I look at it. And David Benavides now, in many people's eyes, is the number one, if not the number two uh, guy at 168 pounds. You still have a lot of people, Kenny, that think that, David Benavides uh, was looking for Canelo when Canelo left the division to avoid David Benavides. I'm not necessarily one of those people. Um, I think Canelo's still number one in the division. And believe it or not, because it's the eye test, my eye test, because let's face facts, David Benavides has beat who's in front of him. That's not his fault. All right. But. A David Lemieux, a Davis, uh, that caliber of opponent, to me, does not necessarily establish you as number one at 168. And if I'm going eye test for eye test, my number two, and this is just my humble opinion, again, it's the eye test, ladies and gentlemen, my number two in the division behind Canelo, who off accomplishment to me is the clear number one, my number two is David Morel Junior, ding that bell, baby, <laughs> ding that bell, David, David. Let me let me do that again. Let me do that again real quick. My number one is Canelo, Canelo Alvarez. All right, cinnamon kid. All right. My number two is listen. Wait for it. Wait for it. David Morel Junior, ding that bell, Kenny. <laughs> Put some respect on his name. God damn it. Yo, look, I, I knew that was coming. Everybody was expecting David Benavides, but no, you you, you threw him off with the Morel. But no, look, Morel, Morel's great. He's looking great. He's taking challenges very early in his career. He's looking very promising. Uh, but, you know, I'm going to go back to the stats. I'm going to go back to the books. And going back to the books, that puts, for me, David Benavides at a number two. And Morel, you know, I guess at a three off because what he's doing, man, what he's doing is incredible. And the way he goes in that ring and the way he dominates his opponent, it, it, he's looking really, really good out there. So can't take anything away from it. It's just uh, David Benavides has more accomplishments. He's uh seems like the he is the bigger guy um, and he's fought better opposition because he's fought more of them all together i think he's fought the better opposition than david morrell but david morrell is going to be there very very soon Let's what do you think about that smack talk though though Let's david morrell jr was like that he's gonna knock him out or something like that i forgot got, the exact words i got two two words for you actually three la escuela cubana <laughs> ding that bell come on you gotta ding the bell for la escuela cubana come on dog uh no but honestly you could go either way at number two 
But what I do think we both agree on is that Canelo is clearly still the number one, unless you're going to disagree with that, Kenny, and you're, you're free to disagree with it. But to no. me, Canelo is still clearly the number number one guy at 168. All right? I we see. I see, Ar- I see Arya and Yuda saying, what, Maestro, no Berlanga, Rican's going to be mad. Well, you know, I think <laughs> for the Ricans, at least the ones that I was talking to with the Garden are clear enough that he was actually, you know, a little bit underwhelming in his last performance against uh, a guy who everybody thought he would be. So last just, couple, last couple performances, yeah, uh, against Gosseres too. Yeah, yeah, one hundred percent. So, yeah, it is. It, it is what it is. But I want to shout out everybody that's here. Team Batman is here. Bruce Kai is here. Boxing Redemptions. Greetings from New Zealand. Thank you for. Staying with us, all right? We got Bruce Kai and uh, Jay Langs. Thank you, everyone, for tuning in. And, of course, our, our Aryans are Yuda and Supreme Tax, all right? Get that tax money. I know you like paying taxes, Kenny. I'm, you like tax? No, no, man. All right, so, okay. We I talk- like taxing people, though. We, we've talked about that one. Any last words on, on that? Um, Yes. That fight does not make Benavides the number one pound, the number one guy in that division in that weight class. Oscar De La Hoya needs to stop. He needs to chill out with all the smack he's talking. And everybody else who's, who just hopped on the Benavides train right now after this win, they all need to chill out. They all need to chill out. This was a fight that we all knew Benavides was going to win before it happened. Uh, it's just that Lemieux is a hard-punching guy. He's a challenge for anybody. We, we expect it to be more of a challenge than it was, and it wasn't. That doesn't make Benavides number one guy. It is what it is. But the guy is great, and he looks promising. And he will give Canelo a challenge. That does not mean that he beats Canelo, that he is better than Canelo, just because he's as big as B-Ball. It is what it is. We shall see at the 168-pound division. And those are my final words for Benavides Lemieux. Here we go. There you go. And uh, I'm back. All right. Uh, What I will say is uh, I'm going to throw the floor over to Chauncey Pearls over here. Chauncey, big supporter of the channel. Appreciate you, my brother. Uh, We'll give you the final word on the the Benavidez-Lemur fight, right? Chauncey says, uh, about to get renamed for this comment, but is what it is. Lemur was a walking pinata. I'm not buying this Mexican monster narrative (laughs) until Benavidez fights someone relevant. Any uh, any response there? We'll do a first Kenny reacts. Reacts to that comment, Kenny. Let's go. Nah, nah, I agree with him. I agree with him, but I do like the Mexican monster name. He should he should he should keep that. He should own that. Instead of El Bandera Roja, he should change his nickname to the Mexican Monster. It, it, like D Style said in Mike Tyson's voice. <laughs> well, there you go. Now I'm guessing the second fight you were looking forward to. And shout out to Tony, because Tony, you know. Behind the scenes, I text with Tony every now and again. I see Tony in the chat real there. Tony was big on a guy out of Essex named uh, Danny Dignam. Uh, I never really heard of this guy, but Tony was blowing up my text. Yo, Maestro, you got to check out Dignam. You know, I think Dignam's going to upset the Apple card in Vegas. You know, Dignam, he's going to take out Janny Beck. You know, I got to support my lo- my local you know, a uh, Southern England guy, Danny Dignam. Uh, actually, no, Chauncey, did, uh, sorry. Uh, Tony didn't say any of that. I'm just making it up. He didn't say that. Uh, <laughs> but Dignam did take on Janibek, uh, 
for the vacant 160-pound title, okay, on Saturday, he got blasted out of there in two rounds. Are you sold on Janibek, Kenny? Is is there a reason? Do you think that he's the reason that, that Boo Boo left the 160-pound division? I mean, you know, uh, mm-hmm. were you convinced by the KO of, of Tony's boy, Danny Dignam, out of Essex? No, look, uh, Janibek... Uh- I felt for a while that Andrade was afraid of Janibek. How many people have uh, backed out of a fight with Janibek? There's reasons for that, you know? The guy is, uh, he looks promising, so. But was does 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 the Dignum fight do anything for me? Whatever. Uh, I would have liked to see him against Boo Boo. I would have liked to say, have seen him against Boo Boo, right? That would have told us everything we need to see, both about Boo Boo. And about Janibek. Did he pass the KO Kenny eye test? Um, I don't know. I had quite a few beers. Uh, I wouldn't. I'd have to go back and and, and watch again and, and and tell you if he passed the eye test fully. But the, the you know the eye test depending on opposition. You know. Well, honestly, he's already doing what Triple G did: beat up a bunch of dudes nobody heard of. So. All of the flowers that Triple G got, y'all better be giving those flowers to Janibek right now because, I mean, he... Canuli. I mean, just keep feeding them opponents like Triple G was fed opponents as far as I'm concerned. And um, you'll probably consider, consider, uh, continue to see him rise in the rankings and maybe get some respect, Kenny. You know, um, KT might have to put some spec on his name. You know I, I mean, mean? I, I ain't throwing hate at him either, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, I, I understand that. I don't think either of us are, you know. Um, I think he's doing his thing, definitely. And uh I'd like to see him like to see him continue. Matter of fact, you know, Kenny, let me let me I, I think we got we got somebody on the line real quick. Let me just bring that up here. I think we might have somebody on the line. I think we've got Zordo actually on the line. Here we go. <laughs> Zordo Ramirez, here we go. I'll drill y'all. Put some respect on my name, y'all stand me. I ain't got no more talk. I'm pulling up on you. Put some respect on my name. You already know what it is. Put some respect on my name. You got you ready to put some respect on Zordo's name before we get to the next segment or no? No. Huh? No, no. What about, about Janibek? You ready to put Janibek? Uh you put some respect on his name or the again the Dignum fight didn't do it, right? Nah, 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 nah. We're okay. gonna have to wait and see. Look, look. I I, I keep it I keep it straightforward all the way through. If I'm expect one guy to fight real opposition, you know what I'm saying? I'm expect the other guy to fight real opposition in order to give him the props that he deserves. Fair enough. So uh, last but not least, there was a card in the afternoon. Took place at the O2 in London. Um, and we can talk about some of the undercard fighters on these cards afterwards, uh, you know, but I want to get to the main event. Joshua Boazzi, trained by Virgil Hunter, taking on a Craig Richards for a secondary belt at uh, the 175 division and for a ranking spot with the WBA. Boazzi got the nod. I honestly felt that he he did win the fight, but I caught heat for saying this. I felt that there were rounds where Richards outlanded him and definitely, um, well, definitely outlanded him, but didn't get credit for winning the round. Uh, Tony Bellew's card literally was eight rounds to zero after the first eight rounds of the fight. Kenny, uh, give me your thoughts on that matchup. 
Well, I definitely didn't expect it to be fireworks the way that it was. Um, I didn't actually watch the fight live. I saw a replay of the fight. So, you know, the issues with the scorecards, no, that I wasn't really paying attention to it. I was just really watching the fight. But, uh, yo, it was, there was so much action back and forth. There were certain points where Boatsy looked like he was uh, tired or or hurt and such. And then he would turn it back up and start throwing these haymakers and landing them on Richards. And Richards, man, that guy has a, a fucking heart because it was a it was way more than one time that he was buzzed and looked like he was about to get the chicken legs. And no, bro, he he came back strong. He came back with skill. Uh, he didn't come back in a way where. Oh, let me just throw the whole gas tank out. He would, you know, hop around a little bit, start moving around a little bit, start throwing the jab to get away until he got a couple seconds to recover. And then he would go right back into the heat. Very impressive from Richards, but even more impressive from Boatsy. Boatsy came in there with the heat from the first round. He was just going in there whooping ass, bro. And even when he was getting tagged, he, he there was a couple moments that his defense lacked. I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna lie. Even when he was getting tagged, he would still come back with some power punches to counter what Richards was doing to him and counter him very nicely at some points. But he definitely had some defensive laps where he would just kind of like leave his head out there and kind of turn his cheek or or like put the glove up and turn and, and still take the full impact of the punch. You know, the, those are little defensive lapses. You're taking hits and punches that you don't need to take for any reason. Move out the way. He could just easily moved out of the way of those punches. But yeah, uh, uh, let me pass it on over to you. Let let me let me hear well, these. Uh, I, I agree. Uh, I mean, to me, to me, I mean, the biggest concern is I think that he's taking a lot of shots that he doesn't really need to take. I think yeah. one thing that he's been able to master is that kind of Virgil Hunter kind of strong. Dirt, I wouldn't call it dirty boxing, but like rough and rugged boxing on the inside that that Andre Ward used to do. I felt that he definitely won those exchanges on the inside, but I also felt that he was getting credit for doing things that necessarily he wasn't necessarily doing. For instance, Craig Richards was rolling with shots uh, and not really catching them clean. But I was talking about this on the Undefeated podcast, Kenny, and I mentioned your name because you've said it for years that, like, if you got long hair, you need to braid it up or wrap it up or do something because just the mere fact of you're moving your head when a guy's throwing a punch makes it look like the other guy's doing way more damage than he's actually doing, you know? Um and I do think Boati won the fight. I just don't think that uh, Craig Richards got as much credit as he might should have. It definitely not from Tony Bellu, who was scoring the fight for the zone. Um, and I also feel that the Boati we saw Saturday, because honestly, I, I expect him to be a little bit faster with his feet in terms of getting in and getting out, right? Uh, and I yeah. expect him to be able to kind of read offensive shots from his opponent a little bit better and not necessarily get caught, very much like you said he got caught. I saw the same thing. And when you think about guys like Joe Smith, that's a problem. Yeah. When, you, when you think about better beef, that's a big problem, okay? And when you think about a guy like Bivol, mega problem, all right? And those are the champions at 175. So, you know, adjustments are clearly going to have to be made. I mean, he might be the type of fighter that, as the opposition rises, so does his output and his abilities and his skill set, you know, get onto the display. But the guy that just went 12 rounds, and I, like I said, I don't think Richards got nearly enough credit. Uh, I agree. It, it, 
there's a there's a big gap to make between the performance Saturday night and a win against a Joe Smith Jr., a better Beave, or Bivol. Um, and dare I say, you know, again, I'm going to ask you about this. We're going to see if you. Respect on my name. I mean, how does Bo- how was Boatsi do against against uh, Zurdo, Kenny? Well, we're going to have to see because Zuldo also gets hit a lot, and Boatsi definitely showed that he has a hell of a lot of power. But be- besides that power, one thing I did notice that he did that I did also didn't like before I go to Zuldo thing is that he was letting off these nice combinations, right? And then he would start, like, hitting gloves, and he would still let the combinations go where he would start hitting gloves and body, right? And then he would move back and be gassed out, and then he would let his arms down. And then Richards would start teeing off with the jab and throwing those long looping straight weird punches <laughs> but he was landing them nicely but i uh, i just have to say that i think watsi his issues were all in two things one trying to knock the dude out fall in love with that power and two the defensive lapses but here we go here we go. Respect on his name, huh? No, we're not putting no respect on Zulu's so, name. So, he beat Zurdo. That, that's what Kenny's saying right now at this moment. No, 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 what Kenny's saying right now is that's a great match to see. Right now, I'd have that fight at 50-50 because Zuldo gets hit a hell of a lot, too. And what, what, what power we know Zuldo to have? He, uh, the power that knocked out a gas out Unieski like three rounds too late? Put some respect on his name, Kenny. I'm going to put some salt and he pepper just, on his he name. He just knocked out the number one ranked WBA light heavyweight with a body shot. Right oh. after his trainer called for it. <laughs> that dude, Dominic Bozil, right out, bro. Come on, put some respect on his name. Mm-hmm. Okay, so look, I got to I gotta disagree with, with Tony's take on this Zordo getting smoked. I, I'm not seeing that. I'm not seeing that. At worst, I think it's a really rough and rugged back and forth fight for Zordo that maybe he loses on the scorecards. But given the seasoning, given the fact that Zordo's approaching 50 fights in the professional ranks, <laughs> 50 I got truck drivers, damn. Come on, bro. Put some respect on his name. Don't, <laughs> don't make me go through the list of accolades. Okay. Uh I gotta give the I gotta give the nod to Zordo. But let me ask, let me ask. Tony in the chat this I'm going to throw out names if anyone thinks that Joshua Boazzi right now because he's calling for a title shot does he beat Bivol does he beat Zurdo does he beat Joe Smith does he beat Better Beef if any of those names are beatable opponents for Boazzi let us know in the chat let us know in the chat all right and uh Skyline what I saw I'm gonna say no bro no, I don't think Sky, Skyliner is asking who are the best top three light heavyweights stateside. I mean, I think it's obvious who the top three light heavyweights in the world are. I got Better Beave number one. I got Bivol number two. And number three, that's where Kenny and me disagree. He's got Joe Smith Jr. and I've got Zurdo Ramirez. Is that accurate, Kenny? What I just went uh, over? Yep, yep. That's, that's accurate. accurate, right? So that's those, accurate. Those are the top three right there. Now, the question is, I mean, we can ask the chat this too. Is Joshua Buatzi a top five light heavyweight in the world? Is he a top five light heavyweight? Because I've thrown out four names over there. Is he right behind them at number five? So I'll let the chat uh, look at that as well. Um, and, you know, we'll, we'll see what they have to say about it. Any last words, Kenny, about 
uh, this Saturday night's uh, main events? Or is there anyone you'd like to highlight maybe on an undercard? No, no, I didn't even get to watch the, the undercard. The main event was it for me. But, uh, but uh, yeah, no. Uh, I'm I'm looking at, at the box wreck of Joshua Boasi right now. And there's a I, I don't put him in top five, bro. Yeah, I don't I don't I don't have him as a top five light heavyweight either personally. Not at all. I know that might, ins, you know, affect the sentiments of some of our some of our followers here and, uh, you know, subscribers it's, to this channel. But it, it's all friendly talk. Absolutely. It is what it is. So, Kenny. Uh, yeah, I mean, look, Tiger Johnson looked good on the ESPN undercard and um there was, uh, you know, it, the undercard in the showtime was whatever. You know, I don't really think there was much to report back on that one, honestly, other than uh, the Cuban fighter that was on there that looked pretty good. But, you know, his opponent was was just a little bit past it. So Uncle Jonah says Buwati's a top six. Callum That's Smith funny. had how many fights at light heavyweight? Yeah, he had one fight. Uh, but I still have him ranked higher than Buwati at, at, at light heavyweight just because of what he did to Lennon Castillo. Kenny's uh, compatriot, him being out of the DR. So, Kenny, I got something real quick. We're going to just quickly uh, pivot from boxing real quick, and then I'm going to drop a link in case anybody wants to join us. But we're going to do our first Kenny Reacts, okay? And it came across this particular thing on Twitter, okay? And, Kenny, have you ever been to the airport and, you know, you – trying to check in some luggage and maybe they're telling you it's like a little too heavy or something. And, you know, you're going back and forth with the, with the, the person doing the check-in or, you know, have you ever had any kind of incidents with any kind of customer service people at an airport? Oh, of course you cannot go to the airport and not have some type of incident, no matter what you're there for, you're going to deal with something at the airport. I agree. I mean, I've 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 had discussions with other people who've experienced the same thing as me, where you know you're there taking out you know all kind of items from your your luggage because it's slightly overweight, or they want to charge you all kind of extra money. So this happened at an airport here, and things clearly went sideways. Kenny, I want you to have a quick look at this and and then give me a good Kenny reacts. Here we go. There we go. He deserved that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He deserved that. Look, go to sleep. He deserved that. Now it's time to go, bro. <laughs> it's over for that flight. Oh, there's more? He wants more? Well, now the manager's coming to say, no, 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 he don't need no more. You only <laughs> You don't need no more. That's enough. So, uh, look, my whole thing is, at the end of the day, Kenny, if you're you know, having a disagreement, and, yeah, it's getting a little heated verbally, but then the customer agent puts his hands on you. Um, I mean, does, does KO Kenny do anything other than what that guy just did? Because I tell you right now, my astro, my astros have an exact same reaction. Go for it, Kenny. Oh, it's a wrap. I'm going to give him the same treatment. Just, you see, he rocked him with the first one. He kind of pushed him with the second one. Nah, I'm going to make sure I catch him clean with both. So it's like, clock, clock. Because when he goes down, I don't want him to stumble back up and come fuck with me again. It's a wrap. I'm trying to finish it. 
Uh, and then uh, I'm gonna put my hands up. I didn't do nothing. Self defense. You know, you know how it goes. What's interesting with me with that too, honestly, is that uh, the guy almost ended up ended up flatlined on on the the, the belt system. <laughs> he was about to be carried like a luggage, bro. <laughs> not, you saw that too, right? He almost got carried by the luggage. It's crazy. So, um, uh, actually, there is one thing I do, I do want to mention about this past weekend. Jamel Herring, man. Uh, yeah, I think it oh, may yeah, be. Jamel Herring it, retiring. That's a good one. Yeah, yeah. I think it's time for him to put to hang those up, man. Yeah, yeah. It's, 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 it's definitely. Uh, I, I, if he if he keeps fighting, he's gonna continue taking challenging fights, and he's gonna continue losing and continue getting that that scar tissue all fucked up, and it just he got heart, but it's time to hang him up. You know, there, there's still stuff to do for him in boxing. He could he 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 speaks pretty well. He could probably do the commentating thing, or uh, uh, you know, I don't know, help train somebody or something. You know, yeah, one hundred percent. And look, he, he's, he came to the realization, if you're going to lose to essentially a prospect, right, as a former world champion, um, I mean, the dude that he lost to was a prospect, let's be honest, not, not necessarily a contender. If you can't beat that guy, it's definitely time to retire from the sport. Now, does his recent loss take away at all in your eyes, Kenny, from uh, Shakur Stevenson's win over him, or is it just is what it is? I mean... I, I had people talking shit back back some time ago to me because I called Shakur a prospect even after the Jamel Herring fight. Oh, but he's a two-time world champion. It was so that people were talking mad trash to me, telling me I didn't know anything about boxing. But that I felt that way from beforehand. Uh, Jamel Herring just doesn't seem like the same Jamel Herring that he is. And I am going to say that it does take away from the Shakur Stevenson win because I didn't think it was that great of a win when he won that fight. I was talking smack back then and people was talking shit to me like i don't know nothing about boxing it is what it is i stick to my guns tell me i don't know shit now well i think it does actually i mean you do kind of have to look at that performance because he got a lot of credit for it yes he went up and he got another title belt the wbo title uh but herring had come off of a win against the guy whose best days were at 122 in carl frampton and um, then faced off against Shakur. One thing I will say, though, in Shakur's defense is that at least he followed up that win against Herring with an impressive win against Valdez, who, you know, people can argue he isn't a natural 130, but he was still a top dog in the division for sure. That was a great win. Can't take nothing away from him from that win, from him moving forward. It was just before that, you know. Right. Got to give him his credit now. So this Saturday here, Kenny... Uh, live in New York City, right? We have none other than Javante Tank Davis taking on Roli Romero. Scale of one to ten, how interested are you in this fight? Uh, definitely more interested than I was in the fights for this past weekend. Wow! So is that an eight, nine, nine and a half, ten? I'm a, we ain't gonna go that high, you know what I'm saying? Uh, um, I'm gonna give it like a, a a seven or an eight, man. All this trash talk, all this back and forth, it's got me into it. It's happening in New York too. I could I could potentially go to the fight, you know. We see how those last minute ticket sales go, you know what I'm saying? If they start plummeting, you already know you may catch me there. But 
yeah, I just it's, it's the the trash talk is what has me into it. You know, of course, uh, Gervonta Davis is most likely gonna win this fight, but yo, that 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 awkward and punching and the and the aggression and the and the power, the weird angles, you know, either one of them are, could get tagged with a very powerful punch and go down. This fight is definitely going to end by knockout. We all love fights that end by knockout. Yeah, I'm definitely excited. I'm going to give this like a like a 7 or an 8, although I know the potential outcome. But just seeing power punches fly and land and people get hurt, that's what, for me, that's a large part of boxing, and I'm excited for that. Interesting to me, Kenny, is still the question that keeps coming up. Is Tank Davis a star? Right. Uh, And I said I was going to talk about his star potential. Kennedy Foreman has brought it up over here. Uh, Y'all going. I'm going to try to go. Uh, I asked (laughs) to get credential. I'm still waiting to hear back. So who knows about that one? But I'm definitely going to go to the weigh in on on Friday. And I've got an idea to shoot some footage and do another segment of the People's Republic of Boxing in downtown Brooklyn around the Barclays and just interview people live from the streets about what they think about this fight. Um. I don't hear it's like a multi-layered question because is he a star in boxing? I'd have to say yes. Is he a crossover star like Mayweather that's like gone into other kind of pop culture and that other people know about? I'd honestly have to say yes, not a huge star, but yes. And I know that because my wife is on, you know, social media and I can kind of gauge the general public's knowledge of a fighter based on if she heard about him. And people do talk about him on Instagram and his, you know, stories go there and people hear about who he is. But also interesting to me, Kenny, is this can't be denied. Uh, They dropped the X episode of All Access yesterday. Right. And I don't know if you guys can see this. I'm going to try to zoom in on my screen over here. But look at that number. It's already done almost a million views um, in a day. Not a lot of fighters in boxing can do that. Uh, whether we or not, you know, we want to keep it real. That that's the real deal ish right there. Like, there aren't many other fighters that you can do a video on, and in one day they're doing almost a million views on that video. And they just did that with this all access. Now, will that transfer over into big time pay per view sales? What are they saying? This is on pay per view. Yes, it is. Oh my God! At what price? Let's do that in real time. I'm gonna look it up right now. Tank I had Oli. no idea this was on pay per view, bro. Yeah, it's a pay. It's a pay per view fight. It's not taking place uh, on regular Showtime. It's taking place on Showtime. Showtime pay per view. Uh, I'm gonna go to the go to it right now. We'll do this in real time right here, live on Mano a Mano, so everybody could check it out. I'm on the website right here, and I'm gonna go to. Order Showtime pay-per-view, and the cost is $74.99, Kenny. Oh, my God. All right. So, I mean, the trash talk's been good, but damn, not that good. Not $74.99 good. Right. So, does the nearly 1 million views, 854,000 views in like a day, uh, transfer over into pay-per-view sales, Kenny, when the price tag is... Pretty much $75. Uh, Yes or no? Are people going to buy this fight? I'll tell you what. A lot of people are going to watch this fight. But are they going to buy it? There's going to be a hell of a lot of fight parties. 
and there's gonna be a hell of a lot of people streaming. I tell you, because seventy four ninety nine, yeah, yeah, Tank is a star. Is he a star? Is he that crazy of a star that you could match him up against somebody that everybody believes he's gonna beat and still sell a seventy four ninety nine pay per view? Well, do people want to see Tank beat somebody up that bad? You know, that they're gonna pay seventy four ninety nine to see him beat somebody up? Or is it? Or is it? Or is it the Mayweather syndrome thing where oh? People think that Raleigh has a chance to knock him out, and they don't like Davis, and they want to see him get knocked out or something along those lines. Well, I don't see people paying. Well, I, it's it's a tough sale, man. Because look, and this was also my question, uh, you know, that I titled this kind of episode: Are these guys the best of the rest? Because that's kind of like how they're being being promoted. I'm talking about the Benavides, and I'm talking about obviously Tank Davis, right? Because we've got who people mostly consider to be the best in these weight classes. At 168, I think it's pretty unanimous that Canelo's the best. People can dispute that, whatever. He's got all the belts at 168, and he's got to be considered top dog there. But is Benavidez best of the rest at 168? That's an open question, right? At 135, we've got Gambosis and Haney holding all of the belts. They're going to be fighting each other. Is Tank Davis best of the rest? I mean, because we've also got other fighters in these divisions as well. I think that that's unclear at both 168 and 135 who the like the next best fighters are. Uh, Tank Davis is not making a case for that by fighting Roley. Beating Roley does not establish himself as the number two in the lightweight division. And honestly, fighting Roley... After fighting Pitbull, after fighting Barrios, after fighting Gamboa, I mean, what does that tell you, Kenny, about his status as a 135-pound fighter? Doesn't tell me anything. Uh, I, I don't see anything from it. Doesn't show me any growth from where he once was, where he could have potentially been a star and then they started putting him against i mean he is a star in the pay-per-view type of and and the and the people knowing him caliber type of situation but he's not a a star in the sport of boxing he's not that that he hasn't proven that he is that skilled guy in the sport of boxing because of the opposition that he's facing it just is what it is so the opposition he's facing hasn't showed me anything it does not build the case for him against uh cambosis and haney uh or even teofimo you know, it doesn't build the case against these guys who are actually fighting each other and wi- uh, risking a loss and going for the belts and willing to be great, not just hiding behind the money wall and uh, uh, PBC and Al Heyman. Well, what's interesting to me, and uh, he did an interview with Brian Custer, Kenny, that I thought was very interesting, actually, and he being Javante Davis. Uh, he talked about a number of things. Uh, I'm not necessarily going to play the whole thing over here, but this is this is the video over here. And uh, he talked about his career with Floyd. He talked about the fact that he's leaving Floyd. Uh, he's moving on. Uh, he's going to be doing other things. Um, I think it's long overdue. Uh, he literally said that it's time for the training wheels to come on. And I love that. And what I what I consider to be true is that this kind of fight for a guy with the number of fights that he has and the fact that he's claimed to be a three-weight world champion fighting a guy in Roley who's untested hopefully he surprises us but who's untested 
I mean, it still kind of has the feeling of a training wheels kind of fight in my eyes, as opposed to a Devin Haney, who he called out on that interview. Uh, you know, he said that Devin Haney was talking shit pretty much for criticizing the fight or, you know, you know, he he's he's calling out guys like that. I mean, Devin Haney would not be a training wheels fight. Right. No, sir. Uh, Gambosis wouldn't be a training wheels fight. Right. Um, Ryan Garcia, you know, maybe that might I, I don't know where Ryan Garcia is right now or what he's going to be doing because his fight with Isaac Cruz fell through. So I don't know what he's going to be doing next. But for me, the number one and number two in the division are clearly Gambosis and Haney. Uh, and that might get reversed based on what happens in, in Australia. Uh, I'm hoping that by leaving Floyd Mayweather, you know, and by no longer having to do with the bow tie and the hats and the $10 million worth of jewelry on and, you know, the guy who's making sure that he's on camera giving him last-minute advice and making sure that he's getting inside the ropes as the promoter and telling him what he thinks is happening. In the, I think that... Being off of that system is going to benefit Tag personally. Um, I mean, if you stay with the PBC, why not cut out the middleman, right? And if you go to someplace else as a free agent, I mean, that works too. Kenny, what do you think about that? Oh, I think that's a great idea. <clears throat> I'd love to see uh, Tank shut me up and actually do what we've all been expecting him to do since, like, uh, I think it was Liam Smith. Or, no, not Smith. I don't know a fight long ago when he won him his first actual belts uh, before he started chasing these secondary belts. You know, I just hope that he actually does start fighting the fights that we want to want to see him fight at both at 130 and 135 stops the whole clown stuff with the 140. That 140 weight class is not for him. It's like you guys saying that uh, 175 is not for Canelo. I think he's still got a shot there, but I don't think that 140 is really for Javante Davis, not if he's going to be fighting real real opposition at 140. We saw what happened against uh, like small opposition uh, or small competition at 140. We don't want to see Javante Davis do that 140. Let's see him at 130, 135 fight the real challenges. Let's see him fight Cambosis. Let's see him fight Haney and whoever else uh, that has a belt, a real belt, not a secondary belt. Let's fucking go. Yeah, I mean, I got to agree with you. I think what we all want to see is we want to see Tank Davis in more meaningful fights. So he's got to decide, is he a 135-pounder? Is he a 130-pounder? Or is he going to venture back up to 140? I don't see him getting Haney if Haney wins, Kenny, because of the the rematch clause with that fight. Um but if he can still make 130, I mean, Shakur's there, right? Um, if if he, maybe he can get Shakur up to 135, although I know Shakur Stevenson wants to kind of unify and solidify and be undisputed at 130, which is what he should be trying to go after. Um, you know, you do have a fight taking place in Wales coming up for the WBA title. Um, WBA or IB? Yeah, WBA, I think. So, I mean, he has a WBC and WBO, uh, and it's up to him to go after those IBF and WBA titles that are out there. So, uh, you know, we'll we'll see what happens. You know, but those are fights I'd like to see. I'd like to see him in against the Shakur uh, in an interim. F- failing that, I mean, who else is out there for him, Kenny, that you, you'd be interested in seeing him in there with? Oh, uh, shit. 
it's difficult to say right now because there are such few belt holders in those weights and kind of only want to see him against the belt holders because he's been he's just at that level where he should be fighting for nothing but belts and defending belts you know he shouldn't just be fighting pay-per-views to fight so it's hard to say because at 130 it's three champions and I'm sure he will go against the easier ones. But if he was to face Shakur Stevenson, Shakur Stevenson would be the last one he would face. He'd probably face Kenichi Ogawa or Roger Gutierrez, right? And at, like you said, at 135, he's going to have to wait for the champions. But any one of those guys with belts, I would like to see him fight against. I think that that's a, a, a pay-per-view worthy fight that any of us will be willing to pay for, but not against Riley, not against Riley. Stop it. By the way, Aren't both of them in like outrageous shape? Like, bro, yeah. they look like action figures. By the, by the way, the all access that I pointed out, the one that's approaching one million views in a day. I mean, that's got me like looking forward to the fight. I don't know if it would have me wanting to spend seventy five dollars. I mean, I buy everything if I don't go to the fights. Uh, so I don't know if it's going to have an impact on other people. But I mean, it was good content. Like, you know. And that's just the first episode. I'm looking forward to seeing more of those episodes, you know. Uh, Tank Davis looks ripped and ready, as people like to say, use that term. Roley looks like he's motivated and in shape. He doesn't look like he's intimidated by Tank Davis at all, by the way. Which is um, good. He needs that. Yeah, I mean, he's definitely a guy that believes in himself, and that's definitely what 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 he needs. Uh, his defense, though, isn't always the tightest. Um We've seen him in there in close fights, including one that a lot of people thought that he lost um, uh, against Jackson uh, Ramirez. I, th- I think is is who it was. Uh, and we'll see how we'll see how he does in this fight. I mean, the question really is going to be: Can he take Tank's power? Um, he seems to believe that he's got a lot more power than Isaac Cruz and Tank combined, as he put it. Uh, we'll see how that goes. Uh, but yeah, I mean. Um, Look, I, I think it's going to be an exciting fight for sure. I just think that the $75 price tag on this, Kenny, is a little bit high. It's asking fans a lot to pay $75 to see this fight. I I, I agree. Uh, the only thing that I do have to say that will have the numbers be a little higher than what it would be if it would be any other person, exactly what you said earlier, the star power that he does have. Because... Just like you said, like when your girlfriend mentions somebody like a boxer that you know that this person's popular, the same thing with my with my brother and my friends. I'm I, I'm like just like you probably are. I'm like the boxing guy out of my friends and my people. And they'll yo, so you watching the 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 Javante Davis fight this weekend? Let me know. I'll come through. You're hearing that, right? Yeah, and it's like let you know you can. Now I see the price. I'm gonna let them know. No. <laughs> let them know that they're gonna have to chip in on that money if they if they wanna if they wanna watch it. You yeah, know, seventy five dollars. That's a that's a lot of a lot of money. But I wonder how much I, streets are going for. But go ahead. I was gonna say, uh, uh, what do you have? Uh, or not? What do you have? How do you have this fight going? Is there any chance that this will be a twelve round fight and that these guys both play it safe? Or is this definitely a definitely knockout? Uh, Davis knockout or Roley knockout? What rounds? Talk to me. What we got going? What you got going? I mean, I think if you're going to bet on this fight that you don't want to bet on the distance in this. I think both guys have, you know, 
see themselves as fight uh, as uh, power punchers. Both guys will be going for the KO. Both guys have been talking so much that they're really going to want to back it up. They do have that disposition. The reason Tank was kind of very defensive in that last fight, I mean, he admitted it. I mean, he said he hurt his hand really badly, and he did, he was like hesitant to throw it because of the pain. Um, and you could see him, you know, wincing and grimacing. And it's tough to throw shots when you're when you're in pain. But for the most part, he does try to go for the KO. He is very offensive. And Roley takes a lot of risks in his fights. He really opens himself def- defensively to land big shots offensively. So I think it's going to be uh, 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 that kind of a fight that ends in knockout, which is why I think it's going to be very interesting. Kenny, if I go to – I'm going to share this since I've been sharing my screen, this this thing. Right, we've got the cheapest tickets available on TicketNetwork.com starting at $9.92 to sit way up in these sections, like way up here. Um, you know, as a fight fan living in New York City, are you going to be paying, you know – Actually, it's interesting. They didn't even open up the upper, upper deck. This is just the second bowl. So they're not even opening up the entire Barclays by the look of it because this is only the 100 and 200 section. The 300 section ain't even available. Are you paying $92? Or are you just going to watch it at home? Oh, I'd watch it at home. I'm not sitting at the top, man. Yeah. I, I, mean, sit, I sit somewhere in the middle or towards the front. I'm not sitting at the top, man. Not for $94. Those are those are the 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 type of seats that schools be giving out for free, you know. Like, hey, here, bring all thirty of your kids here, free tickets. Yeah, and I also think that the fact that they haven't opened up the upper bowl speaks to the fact that they don't believe that this can actually sell out. So, actually, Karma, these are not nosebleeds because I don't think that that they've opened the upper bowl here. This is like the second bowl. Usually, the upper bowl is the three hundred section. So, I think. I'm pretty sure Barclays is the same. So 92, these are the floor seats down here. This is the lower bowl over here in purple. And then you've got the upper bowl here in, in um, like the middle upper bowl in, in two. I, I think that there's a, a bowl on top of that, but you know, it's been a while since I've been to the Barclays. So no soft spot says he's going to the fight. Uh, but yeah, Karma Serene, those are expensive tickets either way for sure. And if I can't get credential to the fight, Kenny, I'm likely probably just going to watch it at home as well. I mean, um, you know, it's much better to watch a fight at home, I think, than to watch it in an upper deck situation at an arena. Um, Because typically when you're in an upper deck situation or far from the action at an arena, you're watching the screen anyway. So. You know, and you're paying extra for your beers and your food. And, yeah, you're there for the fight atmosphere and there's people around. But, I mean, the best place to watch a boxing fight, honestly, is usually your living room with a big flat screen TV, in in my opinion. Unless you're literally sitting floor level at a fight. Yeah, floor floor level uh, uh, near the front. Man, that, nothing compares to that, but. But nah, yeah, you're right. Uh, the TV is where I will be watching this fight most likely because if 90, what was it, 98, 94, if that's what they have the upper, I wonder what they have the the seats at the bottom and I'm not really trying to go spend big bread. I just spend big bread on releasing my music. So nah, man. Well, at the seats at the bottom down here, you can see are in the $600 range, $1,000 range, $800 range. It's like, And that's not even the floor seats. That's lower bowl. 
I mean, that's a that's a lot of like we we've sat lower bowl for Terrence Crawford fights at the Garden, and it was nowhere near as expensive as this sitting lower bowl, right? This so nine hundred, a thousand, you know, this these are these are big prices to sit in a lower bowl for a fight that's really not even for a legit world title. So, you know, it's interesting to me that they've cut off the area that would typically be the very very cheap seats, but. Look, we see the comments here. You know, Team Batman says, if I was in New York, I would 100% be at that fight, though bet heavy on tank and get a free ticket. I mean, that's that's one way to look at it. I've said it for years that if I was a millionaire, I'd just be literally laying five and six-figure bets on A-side favorites in boxing, and you're you're likely going to win like 90% of the time, you know? And the one time that you lose, you lose all your games – I guess that's one way of looking at it. Yeah, but I mean, uh, yeah, that's not that's not part. Yes, can I buy? Kenny's got an album. Make sure you go check that out. All on the table. It's on all of your regular streaming platforms and all of that good stuff. So uh, I think that's it, Kenny. Um, you know, we had a pretty good week of boxing, a good weekend of boxing. Last weekend, we've got a decent week of boxing coming up. I don't know if there's anything else you want to add. Let everybody know about the show, No Cap Boxing Recap. I'm sure you're going to go into depth about a lot of things on there, right, Kenny? You already know. Coming this Wednesday, every Wednesday, 5 p.m., unless I miss, which I'll let you guys know on Twitter beforehand. But No Cap Boxing, uh, where we will be discussing what's coming up in this weekend and going into detail with a lot of what already happened. Also, before we do get out of here, let me just say one more time, All on the Table by K.O. Kenny on all streaming platforms. Go check that out. Show me some love. Thank you. 100%. And for those who have mi- who missed it earlier, I had a good time uh, watching this, and I asked Kenny to react to it. We're going to look at it uh, one last time as a uh, a quick recap here. Again, I, this came through on, on Twitter for me. Check it out and let me know what y'all think you would have done. <laughs> For me there i mean the only thing missing from that kenny honestly would have been him uh riding away on that on that conveyor belt <laughs> that would have been amazing amazing but it didn't happen he, he deserved everything he got it is what it is though oh I'm, all, yeah go, go ahead. ahead no i'm i'm seeing i'm seeing go ahead goes go ahead again <laughs> we did it twice in a row that's comedy yeah. now i was just thinking about the the following weekend cambosis and haney but we got a lot to talk about that when that comes up we, oh 100 percent. uh look i i don't want to leave my brother tony pugilist boy without an answer to his questions he says what no babbage look babbage alan the savage babbage uh eddie hearns moved him from a heavyweight uh prospect to uh Bridgerweight prospect. He got dropped in, in I think it was the first round against the, the Polish guy, Balski. Um, I've said it from the beginning. I think Babbitt should probably be fighting as a cruiserweight, not as a heavyweight. And I would dare, dare I say not as a Bridgerweight either. Although I think there's probably a lot less competition at Bridgerweight at this point than at cruiserweight. But the moment this guy faces a guy who can punch uh, and who's a good boxer, I, I think it's based on what I've been seeing, it's going to be tough for him because 
a lot of these guys that 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 clip them um or like guys that are honestly there not really to win. And the guy Balski was definitely trying to win, but he didn't a have the punch resistance or the power uh to deal with a guy who, you know, moves forward a lot, but who's literally wide open. So, you know, the matchmaking is gonna have to be on point, I think, Tony. And um, you know, they they're gonna be have to be very cautious about how they move Allen to Savage Babbage. Um, because he is exciting, but he's also very vulnerable. Kenny, what are your thoughts on Alan Babbage? Do you have any thoughts on him? No, no, I didn't even watch the fight with him. Uh, uh, no, no thoughts, nothing to say about him. No interest. I didn't watch the fight. It's, I've, it's been a hell of a couple weeks for me. There you but go. I'm, I'm back. Well, Team Batman said he showed a lot of heart after recovering after that shot after the bell. That's true. He did. Actually, was it after the bell? I thought it was right on the bell, personally. I didn't think it was like egregiously after the bell. I felt it was right on the bell, Team Batman. Um, and you also say that Babbage, always an exciting fight, obviously can only go to a certain level, but Rivas also looked terrible in his last fight against that Canadian guy. Very true. Very true. And I'll leave this as the last one here. Uh, Skyliner Shumel, uh, I think you're in the UK, given that you got the pound sterling sign there. He says, we complain when Eddie charges $25 for pay-per-view, LOL, Brits are spoiled. Yeah, I mean... 75 bucks, yo, that's like 60 and change in pounds, I think, um, to watch Tank Davis take on Roley. So there you go. Thank you very much. Another edition of Mano a Mano. Thank you for joining me and Kenny T. Make sure you check out the real KO Kenny. All right. Knocked out by Kenny is the channel. Make sure you check that out. We're out of here. Yeah, I, Have I, a great I, day I, 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 and a uh, good weekend uh, of fights so this weekend. You know Thank you, everybody, for tuning in. Aye, you guys aye, take aye, care. Aye, 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 aye. Hey, 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 but nigga, what's graphics to a cheat code? You know that Garrett ain't for the hood. Turn your cheetah into Cheetos. Flaming. Nigga think he banging. I make you take your chain out of places you should tuck your chain in. But no, you can get it back if you pay him. I make you sniff a wheel if you ever think about Jaden. Quit the parading. Lighten up like Raiden. Act your age. Stop acting like you Asian. Talking like a shaman. Make this trip short like a ride around the Caymans. All that shit you saying. This nigga acting like he was balling out in Chrome Hearts. Came out with a bag smaller than some phone parts. Fuck out of here.